caution, assholes at play. I like to send a special shout out to my homeboy, OJ Simpson. Keep up the good work, baby. Two less, we got to worry about. You understand? Call me an asshole. One more time. See that man there? He's a real a-hole. He's also a huge asshole. This is the Capcast, motherfucker. Hey. Oh, it's the Capcast. Capcast, brother. You doing the Capcast? You. This <laughs> holds that play. Yeah. Dig it. I'm still uh I'm still reeling from a small child making me scared last week. You know. Oh, yeah, the language police? Holy shit. I've never seen someone so angry about bad language. <laughs> I was having flashbacks like when I was a little kid. <laughs> it's all right. I got the lecture on fucking leaving the seat up. Hey, man, I bet you won't do it again because you don't want to hear that shit. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny as hell. What did she say to you? Like, I could have, you know what? I could, I could have fell in. She said, daddy. I go, yeah, what's up? Let's come in here. I go, all right. I go to call my bathroom. I go, are you all right? She goes, yeah, I'm all right. I walk in. I go, what's up? She goes, what's this? I go, what do you mean? She goes, you left the seat up? She goes, you got to stop doing this. How many times are you going to leave the seat up? I come here in the middle of the night and I go to sit down. I feel like I'm going to fall in, and it just feels weird to sit down and pee like that. I go, yeah, you got a point. Well, you need to stop doing it. I go, all right, I got it. She goes, all right, just make sure you got it. Try to remember. Holy shit, dude. She was like, make, make you feel like you are the dumbest fucking person on the planet. Mm-hmm. Just dress you down. <laughs> Put you right in the fucking place. Holy shit. <laughs> That's She's the sweetest kid in the world. She's a nice little girl. She plays with her dolls and all that. But when the time comes, I mean, she's as serious as fucking cancer. Oh, yeah. She gave it to me, dude. But then we were like best friends. I had to play jokes on you all night. She was, oh. the, one coming, she was the one coming up with that shit. Yep. I was like, I was like, all right, let's do it. But then she, <laughs> she gonna keep a straight face. I'm like, oh, I can't play a joke. You can't keep a straight face. That's what I mean. Like, <laughs> it's about having fun. And she knows. She knows when to do something and when to get somebody. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She like understands that already at a young age. Like, oh, yep. I know this is gonna mess with them. <laughs> yeah. Like, fuck it. Ahead of her time. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> oh man. You're listening to the Capcast, you bums. We got a we got a pretty fun show, right? Talk about shit that we know about. <laughs> right? Well your fucking ass knows about. <laughs>
I've never seen any of those things in my life. Oh my god. That's yeah, so watch from 1959. Oh. oh. Which it, was perfect because it was like fucking two minutes long. It was totally fine. Yeah. And, and see, and people nowadays, like let's just say, you know, wrestlers nowadays, if they would watch how simple Gorgeous George was, there was nothing too crazy. He was just so committed to what he did. They could learn a lot how to be a heel. You know what I mean? I mean, there's people, but they're like real few and far between, you know. They are. There are, there are people, but like, yeah, it's just, it doesn't come along all the time. But I mean, since you brought that up already, we'll, what we're doing now, instead of doing pay per views, because pay per views take fucking hours and you're half dead through it and you're like, your brain is just shot from watching it for so long and you got to get through so many shitty matches. We decided to do three matches an episode. I pick three one week, Chris picks three one week, and that's how we're going to do this format from now on. Because it's easier for everybody. These matches are accessible. They're fun. They're different. And it gives a variety. Because everybody else does pay-per-views. I mean, fuck being like everybody else. I want to be an asshole. <laughs> More assholes here. we got to live up to the name. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, a, a pay-per-view kind of drags you down, especially if you're like, if you're in it, you're watching it, and it's like two out of the fucking ten matches are any good. Or like the way it's set up, like we watch an old one. They put, they knew what they were doing. They put like the shitty people at the front of the card, so it's like, oh, you gotta drag through some shit to get to the good shit, and you're already fucking worn out by the bullshit. So yeah, I think this is a lot better. It's a lot better way. I like it. Yeah, it works out. You're right. Yeah. I realized with Halloween Havoc is, is it, it was just, oh man. We, I mean, that... we skipped shit on there, which was great. I was like, I didn't, I, I liked watching on the network because we skipped half of it. <laughs> yeah. Skip the bullshit. Fuck it. You're right. Oh, what about, how about that Walter and fucking Dragon off match? One of the best matches I have seen in my life. Dude, they, uh, apparently, uh, WWE feels the same way. I, I walked into this YouTube video where it was, like, a bunch of different wrestlers, like, commentating, like, talking over the match. Like, they had Shawn Michaels, William Regal. It was, like, a bunch of people reacting to it, like, over the match on a video. It was really cool. That's cool. I mean, if wrestling was more like that, I think there would be more fans for it. Agreed. Oh, well, I mean, it's tested, man. People like it. Uh, NXT was like that for a while. I mean, NXT still has its moments, but it's not like it was. No, I mean, that felt like a contest. It felt more of an MMA fight than an actual wrestling match. Dude, I've been knowing Walter is an animal for a long time, dude. Like, that guy's unbelievable. And he had the right opponent. Yeah. Yo, Dragonoff, I never, I don't know. I think I maybe have seen Dragonoff uh, once 
once or twice, but I don't think I really paid attention. But that was that was wow. It was. I I rewatched. I've probably seen it what three times now. The second time I saw it, I watched it with Maya, and Maya said to me, "She goes, Dad, I felt like I did when I saw Matt Hardy smack his head at All Out." She's like, yeah. that crazy that felt." She's like, "It was just wild." She goes, "It was so brutal." I go, "Yeah, I know," and just how they continued and continued and continued to just beat on each other's necks so nobody could get a good enough offense and. Dragunov goes to run towards Walter and he falls down because his neck's bothering him so bad. In the yep. end, where you know Dragunov can't even fucking get to his own feet, Walter's barely walking. Yeah, that dude. That's well, I mean, they if they didn't sell that way, like then that match wouldn't be that great. Like because they were they were beating the shit out of each other from the beginning like yeah right from the jump that whole match was like which guy's gonna stay down and not get up like that's how i felt yeah absolutely that that match you know i know dave Meltzer likes to go give fucking five stars six stars seven stars to some of these shit matches that's a fucking 10 star match Uh, yeah, I think Dave Meltzer just, he, he's like a, he's like a wrestling fan and he has like what he leans towards and he leans towards Japan. So I don't like, I think he just, I think he just doesn't really like American wrestling that much and leans toward Japan a lot. So that's why you see that. Um, AEW, he leans towards more now, (laughs) given them. Uh, For what matches? I don't. It was a Bucks match in the summer. He gave like fucking six stars. Um, they did. Have, they did have one, I think, over the summer that was pretty good. And then he gave Jericho and Cassidy like a crazy rating, which was just fucking for the, for the mimosa shit. I think it was it the mimosa oh, one. Or was it the one before? Please don't be, don't be for that fucking match because that was awful. Yeah, he's starting to get wacky, man. That's why I keep saying he's on the payroll. Like I think, I think I'd give a high amount to like this goes back, but I'd give a high amount to to Cassidy and, and Pac. At I think what I forgot was that the the last full gear pay per view. It could have been. It was one. It was close. Well, they only have like four a year, so I think it was full gear, but. That match was really good. I like that, but I don't know. I don't know now. Like they're they're very like AEW does have good matches. I don't know. It's like few and far between. It is. It's not a consistency. I think. Well, recently, the last match I think the Bucks had that was good was against FTR for sure. That was really good. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, like yeah, because they they lost. Now I'm very upset. 
No, I wasn't upset about it. It was just, I mean, come on, you watched it with me. The, the match was boring for the first 15 minutes, and the last 15, it was good. And I know that there's a build to a match, but. I like shit. That's like my favorite shit. Like with the Bucks, it doesn't work. Anybody else I can watch, and that's fine. But for some reason with the Bucks, when they're involved in something like that, it's just it makes it drag on more is the best way to put it. Because you, people are used to them just coming in and doing spots the whole fucking match. Yeah, you got a point. When they, I mean, when they, like, uh, I give them credit because – if, if they do it, they do it. You know what I mean? Like, the spot, spot shit is fun sometimes. Like, if the the mood of the the mood of the show is, like, down, and then they come out and then you know, like try to get the crowd in and do spots. But, like, they didn't have to that. They didn't have to in that pay-per-view. So it was cool to see, like, slower pace in the beginning and then build, 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 and then they, like, everything just started going crazy at the end, which was cool. It's just, I think it's just weird to see because they don't do it often. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. So it's hard to, it's hard to be like, it's hard to get invested because you used to see the Bucks come out and just go fucking do all their fucking 20 signatures. Yeah. <laughs> oh, holy fuck. Where are we? What, what? I don't know where we went. We went all over. Oh, we ended up starting talking about Meltzer. Yeah. We can start with um, the Gorgeous George match. Dude, that was short. And I could, it was short, and I could see that shit happening like today. Like, that was, that was cool. Like, the length of the match was the, the man's entrance. It was. And his entrance <laughs> is. One of the best ever. Now, in this match, oh, we yeah. got to see him come out with a woman to do it. Usually he has a guy do it. But it's the decontamination of the ring. <laughs> you know what that reminded me of? It reminded me of uh, when, when Rick Martell used to be the model, bro. When he had that thing. <laughs> that shit was very cool. Yeah, that's where he got it from. Yeah, I like that shit. And I mean, the moment you see fucking George on screen, it's instant heat. Oh, absolutely! Nobody likes that guy, especially nope. in that dude. <laughs> they're like, he's a little kunsi kunsa. They already hated him. Oh yeah, they're yelling fag at him and all that shit. Yeah. <laughs> that was, it was a lot of nice touches. It was a lot of nice touches in it, like. uh <laughs> like when they were after the introduction, they were like asking asking Ilya DePaulo if he fucking washed his hands and shit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the lady tried spraying him down. <laughs> Dude, that shit was real cool. Dude, it was it. just like that was like fucking thirty second match. It was an airplane airplane spinning and it was over. Yep. And he gets his fucking hair fixed. Uh, George, his feet cleaned, and then he starts throwing out the Georgie hundred thousand dollar pins to the crowd. Because <laughs> he gets a hundred thousand of those made. You know? Yep, <laughs> it's <laughs> it <was> great. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, that was awesome. 
Ilio's in fucking phenomenal shape for that time in history. He's Jack, dude. Fucking animal, dude. I watched a whole documentary on Ilio DiPaolo, and they mm-hmm. said that he was so strong when he, he was working like Venezuela and shit. He was so strong that they got a truck stuck in the mud while he was working. And they're like, oh, man, how the fuck are we going to get this out? He said, everybody out. Empty the truck, empty everything out. Watch this. Walked up to the fender, put his arms underneath it, and lifted the truck out of the mud. They loaded the truck, got in, and drove away. All right. That's how much of an animal Ilya was. And he overcame polio as a child. And, like, they never thought he was going to walk. And he forced himself every day to go outside and try to kick a soccer ball. And, like, months and months went by, and finally he was able to kick the soccer ball out of the fucking backyard. And from that point on, became a complete physical athlete. But, I mean, his brothers and sisters would carry him to school. He was that weak. Holy shit. And look how he turned out. He turned out to be almost a Greek god. (laughs) Yeah. That dude's crazy shape for that time. Uh. I don't, I don't, I, like, it's might be weird, but I don't know much about the guy. Like, was it too early? Like, was he ever in WWF? No, he wasn't. He was <laughs> wrestling in the smaller territories back then. Seemed like a guy who could, probably could have done something. He just had a look. He did. He wrestled in Japan. For sure. Way back. That's like the Ricky Dozan era. Oh, yeah, yeah. He wrestled in Japan, and he wrestled locally here, and he did different things around the States and stuff. But he was he was a star for his time, is the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. But, no, he wasn't a Vince. He never really dealt with Vince Sr. that much. It wasn't a big thing, especially, you know, back then in that era. Yeah. But... As you were saying, though, you know, fucking the valet sprays Elio. He loses his fucking mind over it and starts attacking. (laughs) The the airplane spin for the win. And then George blames the valet for everything. (laughs) He starts bitching at her. Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, dude. That was great, dude. That was so good. All of that, dude, everything about it, it was like, the video was probably like seven, seven and a half minutes long, and every second of it was fucking fantastic. So entertaining, and it's just so simple. And like, he's just <laughs> out of all the heels people talk about, he always gets forgotten about, dude. And he's like right up there for me in the fucking top three. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, just, fuck with that dude. That shit's dope, dude. Oh, it's fucking great. Real great. I like. It. I do like it a lot. Um. But tying back into Buffalo, the uh, NWF, the National Wrestling Federation, that actually had two eras that it ran in, in the 60s to the late 70s, and then the 80s into the 90s, um, we watched Brody versus Abdul the Butcher from the NWF. This shit was just like, (laughs) it was chaos from beginning to end. (laughs) 
<laughs> they call they called the match because it was out of control. Yeah. <laughs> Brody like Abdullah wasn't even in the ring. Brody came out with like a fucking piss bucket and started beating him over the fucking head. <laughs> he came running at him full speed and just blasted at, him bad. At first, at first you couldn't see because it was like a wide shot. I'm like, is that like it? Is that like the shit you collect apples in? Like, what is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> that shit was, dude. That shit was crazy. And then because I didn't watch that match first, I watched the other one we're gonna talk about first. And it was funny because I'm like, wow, these are two matches that have a guy with like a fork stabbing someone in the fucking head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'll talk about the other guy when we get there, but like, <laughs> I guess Abdullah was a little more, uh, he was a little more discreet with the, uh, with the fork than the other guy. <laughs> no, the other guy didn't give a fuck. <laughs> Dude, he just walked out there with that shit in his hand, bro. Just he never put it down. I know. <laughs> but yo, this match was crazy, but it was it was I liked it. It was good. Dude, these dudes it. just came out. These dudes were out here just trying to kill each other. That's that's that was it. I know the ref takes away the bucket from Brody and Brody just goes right back at fucking Abdullah, just kicking him in the fucking head. All over him. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, he, he, dude, he didn't stop. He just he was moving at all times. It was crazy until until Abdullah took the fork out and just started fucking stabbing his head off. Yeah, and that's the thing with Abdullah and the fork. I have to give him credit for is when he did it, he always kept his back to the ref. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was always hiding it and concealing it and acting like, what? What? I ain't got nothing. What are you talking about? He's just bleeding because he's bleeding. It was the way to play it. Plus, I think he still had the he still had the thing on his head, the, the whole robe thingy. Yeah. So I think that helped. Like, that, that shit was covering everything. Yeah, that yeah, that was that was a nice touch. It but was. they called they called this shit. It's uh, the ref called it because it was too out of control. I no, I don't think I ever like I've seen a match end in DQ, but I don't know if I've ever seen a ref call a match because it was too out of control. Yeah, I know, right? I've never heard that before. <laughs> I was just watching, I'm like, all right, okay, and then all of a sudden it's like ding ding ding. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> and then Brody chokes him with the cord and they start fighting into the crowd. They randomly find a VW fucking van and start bashing each other into the van. <laughs> yeah, that, that shit was cool, man. They didn't stop. They didn't give a fuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> they were like, this isn't a match anymore. We're just trying to murder each other. I know, and then afterwards, Brody's still flipping out by himself by the ring, screaming at everybody, grabbing, throwing chairs in the ring. <laughs> Holy fuck. I mean, this is a good seg into the next one because the next one was just as crazy. Uh, what is that? Sheik, Sheik and Sabu versus Terry Funk and, and Tarzan Goto. Dude. I think I liked this one the most, and and I think I liked everybody except for Sabu because he's kind of a piece of shit. But... <laughs> 
the more the more I get older and I see Sabu, I fucking hate Sabu. Really? Yeah. Like there's there is some st- there's a lot of stuff that's good, and then there's just like shit. And I don't know in this match with the other three people, I feel like this was a pretty shit effort by Sabu. At least everybody else was great, dude. I loved everybody else. That Goto dude, I I don't think he had any business. What the fuck was he doing? FMW. That guy actually looked like a goddamn wrestler. He had a lot of good suplexes. Yeah, man. He. I was like, man, this poor guy. He's out here, gotta take tables and chairs to the face. Like hmm. he looked like he could wrestle. Dude, the best part is he comes in with a fucking Shazam robe on. Yeah, dude, with the lightning bolt. <laughs> uh, and then I thought of Botchamania when I don't. It wasn't really a botch, but like Sabu put the table out, went to the top, did the boot salt, the table didn't break. Yep, I got that on here too. <laughs> um, dude, Funk Funk is in like just full crazy mode. They tag him in. And he's just slapping Sabu. So like, get up, you son of a bitch. <laughs> just slapping the fuck out of him. <laughs> and what? The, she comes out with a fucking torch on fire. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. I forgot. But yeah, yeah, yeah. He just knew it. He was, he was ready to go. I mean, I was ready to go. Still terrifies fans being that old. They still were deathly afraid of the sheep. <laughs> Oh, that's the part I was going to get to at the end, yeah. Uh, the He comes out with the fucking torch. <laughs> like, he's hunting for the fucking Ark in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Like, <laughs> but, but, dude, I mean, you come out, you come out to a crowd with fire, people are fucking scared of you. It's effective. Yeah. Uh, I, that dude, he don't do much but scare people and stab motherfuckers in the head with a fork. But, like, it is effective. And, and whatever the fuck he yells, because the crowd seemed to like that. Yeah, it's him yelling some, like, bullshit Farsi talk. Yeah, yeah, he just yells that shit, and the crowd was like, yeah. <laughs> and fucking the whole, Tawi, Tawi chance. <laughs> Terry's like, fucking got to Cactus. Dude, I actually really liked this match. That shit was that shit was fun. It was it was great. I'm, not, I'm really not sure what Sabu was trying to do. Like at some point, he got Goto in the corner and he did like two backflips and tra- and clotheslined him. I'm like, what? Does the backflip necessary? Plus, he wasn't even really backflipping. He was just flipping over and landing on himself. Yeah, that was weird. I- I, I that was the weirdest part. Like all the rest of the shit was normal Sabu, and then I was like, "What? What is he trying to do?" It did, I don't know. It didn't make any sense. But the one part I loved is when Sabu's got fucking Terry in the full Nelson, and the Sheik throws the fireball, and Terry ducks, and it hits Sabu in the face. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They both went down too. Yeah, that was one of my one of my favorite parts because the Sheik is just you know in in a way he's like a magical character you know you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that shit that shit devolves, right? 
And then, like, Sheik and Terry Funk, like, everybody's in the crowd, but then it's, like, focus on Sheik and Terry Funk. And this crowd is definitely afraid of both of these guys. Oh, they start like, running in hell, man. Yeah. <laughs> when, when those guys hit the crowd, you just see, like, a wave of the crowd move all the way to one side, like, just to get out of the way. And then Terry Funk just screaming for the Sheik. Like, it's like are, Moses the Red Sea. That's all. That's what it reminds me of. It's like Moses is out there and the fucking sea is just yeah. moving. <laughs> and then the Sheik. Dude, when the Sheik, the facials, he's covered in blood and he's yelling and yep. he looks right at the camera and he sticks the fork up his fucking nose. Oh, oh my oh, God. Yeah. Bro, he looks insane. Insane. Incredible. It was great. That's what got, like, way back, Maya was, like, probably three or four. And she was getting wrestling and stuff. And she was asking about, like, is there any crazy guys? Where's these guys that bleed? I haven't seen anybody bleed. And I was like, all right. Jesus. And I typed it on YouTube. And I looked this match up. And I put this match on for her. And the moment she saw the Sheik with the fork, that was that's when everything changed for her. She was just enamored with the Sheik. Like when me and her would be wrestling around, and I didn't know this. The first time, like the first time me and her wrestled around after she saw the Sheik, she had this plastic fork from her fucking kitchen set, and she hid it in her fucking pants. And she goes to put me in the camel clutch, and I'm in the camel clutch, and I just feel this thing poke in my head, and I, I kind of look up, and I'm like, what is that? She goes, it's the fork. It's the sheik. It's the sheik. I go, oh, my God. I go, you remember that? She goes, yeah, Dad, I remember that. He had that fork. He put it up his nose. Oh, my God, dude. That's crazy. It was hilarious. <laughs> from that moment on, that was always the thing. There's just that- be like, Pull a random fork right out. That's fucking awesome. Those are those are three good picks. I uh, I threw I threw I threw some at you before we got on here. Yeah, those are gonna be great matches. <laughs> yeah, I went with like a tag team thing. I was like, let me pick some good tag matches. Yeah. So I mean we're gonna keep going here, but next week we're gonna have uh, we're, we're gonna have uh, RVD and Sabu versus uh, Hayabusa and Jinsei Shinsaki, uh, the Road Warriors. What the fuck? Uh, now I'm fucking drawing a blank. Arn and Tully. It's Arn and Tully, and the, and then what is it? Steiner's Steiner's and uh, Williams and Gordy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That's going to be a fucking hoss match, boy. Oh, for sure. And I had to... Dr. Death! Dr. Death! Dr. Death! Dr. Death! Jesus Christ. I feel like, jerk I feel off like Dr. Death didn't work out. That Jim, that Jim Ross took all that Dr. Death energy and just put it to Stone Cold Steve Austin. You're right. He did. <laughs> he was like, oh, shit, this guy don't work. Uh, who else can I just scream about? <laughs> <laughs> you're right um about the matches that we watched that we just covered yeah you never seen the chic match so that was like the first thing that was in my head is okay we gotta watch a fucking chic match then 
And that was even, you know, when Sheik was kind of past his prime, too. Yeah, it was um, all this. There was stuff about all three of these matches, which was like, I never saw the Sheik. Uh, I think I'd only seen Abdullah do that fucking ridiculous electrocution chair cage match thing. And, uh, see, so yeah, I never, like, I've seen, I've seen Gorgeous George, like, clips, like, in, like, him coming out and stuff. Uh, I never, never really watched any of that. So, it was all, like, it was, it was all good, and it was all, like, new, so. Yeah, that's what I was going for, is just something different that you really haven't seen much of. But I've studied, like, crazy, all that shit. I mean, I did last couple months i would try to watch like eight like 70s 80s stuff just to watch the good shit because uh what we were gonna do was starcade 83 and i started watching it and i was like there's no way there's no fucking way <laughs> and it's not a knock on starcade 83 it's just like the the goofiness of wrestling when it wasn't like your marquee guys it was is too much for me dude i can't no you're right i mean they had, the thing that's really like that the good. first they had it was a tag match. yeah go ahead sorry um collar what was it piper and valentine yeah that was the real good good one yeah um isn't it there's like a flare and dusty in that shit too I think it's Flair and Race, and that's when Flair first wins it. Oh, Flair and Race, okay. Um, yeah, but like, I know there are great matches from the eighties, obviously, because wrestling exploded really in the eighties. Um, but dude, the the undercard of wrestling, like in the seventies, eighties, even the nineties, dude, is like just so over the top. Oh, it's trash. It's like, it's like some black dude. I don't remember his name. It was the first match on Starcade Three. Was a tag match, and he was like hitting people with his wrists. Oh my god! It looked like he was doing that. You know how Dusty starts winding up the punches? Yeah. And then, like at the end, he'll like double punch somebody. Oh. This dude double punched, but put both his hands down and like punched a guy with his wrists. And I was like, "What the fuck is this dude doing?" Like. Plus, plus, uh, wrestling in the eighties is very uh, stereotypical and kind of racist. And this dude was really playing up the stereotypes. Oh my god! I just couldn't deal with it. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I it, uh, they were it was two two random guys and they were wrestling uh the masked assassins. I think. Mm. Like yeah, this is a this is a first match. <laughs> well, mass assassins were Jody Hamilton and Tom Renesto. I recognize Jody Hamilton. Recognize that name. Tom Renesto was the guy who helped train and bring up um, Dutch Mantel. Well, dude, they're uh, they're no Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! I think you know what I bring that guy up, and I'm pretty sure he was the guy that trained everybody at the power plant. 
Yeah. 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 Pretty sure that was the guy. Yeah, that's the guy. But it was like him and DDP were training people down there. Look at DDP. He was just out there training people. And he was like, you know what? I'm 40. I'll just go ahead and be a world champion. Which is amazing. He's got one of the best fucking stories in wrestling history. Oh, he was fucking awesome, dude. And I was like, it was weird to me because I was kind of like starting to watch wrestling around the time when they had like the, the, the diamond stud and the stable and all that. And I was like, damn, this guy's still around? <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> I didn't think much of it, but then, man, he just took over. It was crazy. Well, and a lot of that had to do with match fucking... um. Yeah, I want to take the diamond cutter tonight. Yeah. And match <laughs> really changed a lot. You know, it's always sad. I watch these, like, clip things sometimes, and then they're, like, sometimes somebody randomly talks about Macho Man coming to TNA, and I'm just like, oh. <sighs> about how that was, that was, like, literally the last time you saw him in a ring, bro. It was just sad. I know. I tend not to think about it because I, I really don't. My, the last couple I'm videos I watched through. And... This is Jay Crimson from STM Entertainment, and you're listening to the Capcast. You there? Yeah. yeah oh, sorry. Okay. We were kind of talking at the same time. My bad. Oh yeah. Go say what you're going to say. Then my bad, dude. Uh, I I try. I definitely don't think about it. But the last couple, I, it's just in my mind because the last couple things I think I watched with clips. It was like a random clip thing, and they show it, and I was just like, oh, Ugh. oh. It was when I was. I think I was telling you last week about that. Uh, <clears throat> the two guys that were going back and forth about how many stables Raven and uh, Jeff Jeff Jarrett had. <laughs> and it was it was at the end they sh- it was part of like one of the stable things or like because it, it was a macho the last time macho man was in a wrestling ring was like a, he did a run in on tna it's like early tna so not not his brightest moment well it's like my, my girl brought this up to me the other day and she said she goes when, when Roddy Piper died, did it mess with you? I go, yeah, it fucking messed with me. I go, I went in the truck at work, and I fucking cried for a little bit. I go, it killed me. I go, but the one yeah, that killed me the most was Macho Man. I go, that fucked me up for like a week after that. Yeah, try, uh, try being in a public setting when you get that news. A really, really public setting. I was at a convention. Oh. And, and we were staying there a weekend, so I had to go, I had to go up to the room for a little bit. <clears throat> and then to make things worse, all right, you ever hear that? You ever hear the story about that guy that runs RF Video? Yep. About how he was on to catch a predator and whatever. Oh yeah, he's a scumbag. Which I don't know if it was for show or whatever the fuck, but um, he a few times I'd go to this convention every year and a few times he had a table like, and and he would bring like a guy like uh, one year it was one year I'll call out because it was like, uh, you know, RIP. I don't want to talk shit, but it was a uh, road warrior animal and he was kind of a dick, but uh, the year that 
that that that day that it happened, it happened while I was walking around the convention, and uh, turns out, I guess this dude, all of a sudden, when they said he died, like fucking twenty minutes later, all of a sudden, this dude had Roddy Piper autograph shit, and they they were people were saying that it was forged, and I think that he got asked not to come back. Oh, I believe it was forged for sure. Um. And my buddy, he, he, he knew I was upset. He, there was another uh, table there, and he bought me, like, some guy did an art print, and it was Piper with the hot rod shirt on, but, but he was putting on the They Live glasses. Oh, that's cool. Still have it. It's in my closet. But, uh, yeah, it was, it, it was really cool, and it was, like, a one-of-a-kind type deal. Like, some dude just drew it, and it was really nice. But, man, and what was it? I think he was at or oh he was announced for the next one and it was like i go a lot of times i would go twice in the year and i was excited i was like oh man about to meet piper and he was supposed it was like march and he was gonna be at the august one and then that news happened so i was like extra mad like extra upset because i was like man i'm about to meet like one of my all-time favorite people Dude, I, you remember that movie Pro Wrestlers vs. Zombies that came out? Yeah, that he, shit was wild. He was in it, right? Yes, I watched it, dude, yeah. So I was listening to his podcast um, when it was out right around that time, and he was mm -hmm. talking about that whole film and everything, and I'm like, oh, cool. And he had a certain, um, it was like a certain merch thing where you could buy the movie from him and he would sign it for you for like an extra ten dollars so oh, i was yeah like, they did like uh they did some sort of like indiegogo or whatever and but he i know he would do it like he would do it but like they had i remember the indiegogo and it was like uh all the wrestlers that were in the movie like if you paid a certain amount all the wrestlers in the movie Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I cut out, dude. I couldn't. I couldn't hear you at all. Oh, I cut out. Yeah, you can. Like you wow. said, go go, and then it cut out, and I didn't hear a word. Oh, okay. Uh, so I like. I think when they did that movie, it was like a fundraising thing mm -hmm. to make the movie. And one of the things was like, if you bought a certain one, it was like you pay a certain amount, and it was like all the wrestlers in the movie would sign the the DVD or whatever. That's cool. Yeah. This was just Piper, though. And yeah, I would have took <laughs> Dude, I did it. I was like, all right, I'm fucked. It was like maybe like 25 bucks or something. I sent it in mm -hmm. for And I got the movie, and I watched it. I think it was like two days before he fucking died. And then when he died, I was like, oh, man. I was, I was literally standing at work, and I read it on my phone. And I started tearing up, and I'm like, "Yeah, I, I got, I got to go to, I, I got to go to the truck. I got to go to the truck now." And I went in the truck, and I was fucking crying my eyes out. I'm like, "God damn it! He just fucking sent this to me. He just signed it to me, and all this shit. Like, you got to be fucking kidding me." Yeah. I was just thinking about this. You know how tough it's gonna be if Steve Austin dies. Oh, dude, that was coming out of my mouth next. I don't know what I'm gonna do that day. Well, like, I feel like 
I feel like that's the that's the next that's like the next big one. Like uh dude, I fucking dude, I fucking like cry when he shows up. <laughs> right? Like he shows up and does stunners and shit and speaks. I start crying a little bit. Uh, it brings you I back. Think, I think the last couple of times was like it was, it was definitely it was definitely Eddie, and then like uh, like Chris Benoit. I mean, and I mean, Chris Benoit's sad either way, to me. Yeah. Like yeah, piece of shit for what he did, but it's still sad because he's a very talented guy and and he he had a good family and it's just sad for all of them. You're right. Like at that, like that night, you didn't know, so <clears throat> that was tough. Yeah, that was it. Was Dusty? Dusty got me because that was right after Piper. Yeah, dude, that was. Um, and then, like I said, Macho Man really fucking got to me bad because, like I said before, that was the first wrestler, the first ever seeing wrestling in my life was the Macho Man in red, white, and blue. You know what I mean? That yeah. was like it for me that's one the, my first image ever of wrestling in my life is that and i was like oh man don't tell me the fucking macho man died out of anybody come on it was more that was more like kind of it was, it was like a shock for me um and then it just became like god oh, damn dude like he kind i think he was kind of at peace with just not doing anything in the wrestling industry and it was really sad because, like, they probably could have got, like, oh, no, it was, he had just, they had just started doing elites. Like, that year, like, when they, 2010, they started doing elites. And they had just, he had just signed to, like, fucking, you know how they did with, uh, if they did it, they did it with like Goldberg and Sting. You know how they like got them, they like got them to be in the commercials for the video games or whatever because they were going to be in the game. Yeah. But they did that with Macho Man, but it was just for the figures. And you yeah. know what that leads to? Like they fuck end up showing up, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like it was, it, it was like really, it was a shock at first. And I was really sad because it was like, dude, he was just, he was just like getting back in with WWE. He like, they launched deletes with Randy Savage, dude. Like, they like made a Savage figure and had him like I think I think they had him come out like Comic Con or something. Like, it's fucking crazy. I think and about he, oh, say what you're gonna say. No, go ahead. But I think about you know if he lived, aside from the fact of him maybe appearing on WWE. What he would have been able to do, like, just think about a Macho Man fucking podcast. Think right, about right. That yeah, would have like now, like now, yeah, dude. Like, I don't, I, I wouldn't have necessarily ever wanted to see him, like, like do anything in the ring because, I mean, that that TNA appearance was enough for me. But like, making appearances, you know, coming out, all he has to do is talk, dude. He's just got that voice. Like a podcast, I could just listen to that shit all day. You know what I mean? Yeah, the possibilities would have been endless. I mean, think about a, a Macho Man cameo. Right. Oh, absolutely. Imagine, imagine like, especially now with how polished wrestling podcasts are, like, just let that fucking Conrad dude be like, hey, want to do a podcast match? Like, right. There was so dude, much I, he had to offer. 
Exactly. I listen to shits all day at work, dude. The other day when I was at work, all I did was listen to fucking something to wrestle with. Oh, yeah, with good old Bruce. That dude's funny, man. I like listening to his little impressions. Yeah, they're funny. I watched, or I listened to one. What was I listening to? I listened to, uh, they did a ECW One Night Stay in 2005. I was listening to that one. I just, I skipped through them. Like, I listen to ones that, like, interest me. Yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah. That's why I like, because uh, I don't, like, I don't listen to podcasts all the time. I don't keep up. So it's, like, those kinds are, like, I don't have to, like, be like, oh, I missed last week's. You know what I mean? I just pick one, and I'm like, oh, that's a subject. I like that. Yeah. That's why I couldn't listen to, uh, well, the first JR podcast, because, like, all he did was talk about current shit. He did. And cry, and cry about it. Yep. But now he's a, I, he got the, he's with the Conrad, the grilling thing, grilling JR. I like the iron one, too. The iron one was cool. Or is cool. Yeah, the iron one I enjoy a lot. I like the story he told about Shivani. <laughs> Well, he go shampoo a water buffalo. Yeah, something about they were gonna get on the plane, and Shivani pulled up with like his wife and all his kids in the car. He was yeah. like, "God damn, <laughs> enough coming you to shampoo a water buffalo." <laughs> that was one of the funniest things I ever heard. I don't. I mean, I used to like really like to listen to that Eric Bischoff joint, but like. I think half the time Eric Bischoff's full of shit. See, that's how I started to feel about the Bruce Pritchard one. I think that I think Bruce will tell more of the truth than Eric Bischoff, though. Even though they both kind of like certain things, they won't really say. But like Eric Bischoff would just blame Dave Meltzer for everything. I mean, they both kind of do. They both kind of hate. But like I get it when you're in a bit when you're in a business and you actually do the work and there's a guy that's like, hey, I just like to watch wrestling and I'm gonna all of a sudden be an expert and give my opinion. Like I, I get it. Like you, you're not gonna you're not gonna necessarily like that guy when he's like, hey, this is bullshit because you worked hard to make that happen. And I feel like Bruce Pritchard more than Eric Bischoff will be like, hey. That shit was that shit was shitty. Like I'll take responsibility for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's just but a like, lot of people called Bruce out online. Yeah, but when it comes to shit like when it's like fucking like finger poke of doom, like all that controversial shit in WCW, like Eric Bischoff kind of dances around it. You know what I mean? Oh, of course. Like he won't. Like everybody comes out and goes, Hogan, creative control. Like he won't even fucking say it. No, he doesn't want to piss off his buddy. Yeah, the guy that has that literally has nothing. Yep. Guy that means nothing to wrestling now. Don't piss him off. <laughs> he did so much for wrestling, and then he destroyed so much of wrestling. Within his whole career. Yeah. It's, it was great. I, I really remember, like, a few years ago, there was, like, some biography on, like, A&E or something, and the beginning was, like, I'm Hulk Hogan. 
It's like, what do you think of me? You think he's like, you automatically think. He's like, what do you think of wrestling? You automatically think of me. I made hundreds of millions of dollars in professional wrestling. Now I'm broke. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? He's another one who has lied. His book was a whole lie. Yeah, the bigger guys, I, the, the the bigger guys, I don't really read the books. I think because you know they're not gonna they're not gonna be real. No, and he, I mean, he claimed that he was wrestling in Japan and in America in the same day. Yeah, okay, dude, calm down. <laughs> uh, I said I like uh, I like Jericho's books. I mean, I only read the first two. I don't know. He's, he writes a book every fucking twenty minutes. I don't. <laughs> he does. And and Mick Foley, he's just one of those guys. Like it's like I I um put him next to like Kevin Smith and. As one of those people that I could either read a book by them or listen to them talk, like just nonstop. Like, I don't know. It's weird. I love. They just have, they, yeah, they they just have a way to keep you keep you in. Like, yeah, he's a great. I, I went to that. Oh my god, yeah, I went to that uh that twenty years of the hell in a cell thing, dude. That that story was awesome. He That's went. Not- at Helium? Uh, uh, yeah. 2015, I think it might have been. 2016. Well, no, it was 2018. No, I didn't go for I didn't go for that 20 years. Oh, I went oh, prior. Okay. Yeah, he was yeah, he wasn't there before. Yeah, I remember I missed that one. I missed that one. Yeah. That one I had something really fucking eerie happen. Yeah. Like, all right. This is this is gonna sound nuts, but so I was um, there with my friend Joe, the one that was at the first talking shop of Mania, and we were standing in line, like like waiting to get in or whatever. We had to you know show our tickets and shit. Yeah. So we're standing there and we're talking, and he turns around and he turns right back and looks at me and he goes, "Oh man, I got fucking goosebumps." And I go, about what? What are you talking about, man? He goes, look at the guy behind you in the wheelchair and tell me that doesn't look identical to your grandfather. And I'm like, all right. And I turn back. I look at the guy and I'm like, oh, my God, my hair stood up. I turn back at him. I look at him. I go, dude, I'm going to start fucking crying. I go, because that's scary. My grandfather never in a wheelchair a day in his fucking life. But this guy. I'm talking from the sneakers to the way his fucking hairline was to the glasses to the look in his face and everything was so identical. I'm like, dude, that looks identical to him. I'm like, that that's fucking scary. I was like, I wish we could cut up in line like because I, I can't even be near this dude without wanting to fucking freak out. Like, this is brutal. He's like, yeah, isn't that fucking crazy? I'm like, man, I, I don't even know if I want to be here anymore. <laughs> Right, yeah, that, dude, that's nuts. It's weird how things happen like that. Yeah, and this isn't too far after he died, and it was, like, really fucking screwing with me. The whole time we were there, and I kept, like, seeing the guy in the corner of the room, and it was like, oh, my God, this is freaking me out. Oh, that's wild. Yeah, dude, the... The, um, the, that 20 years thing was fucking incredible. I got the meet and greet, so I got to meet him. 
uh, bought bought some shirt, bought that wanted dead shirt. That's cool. Uh, he talked. He started. He started with like from the time he signed with WWE all the way up to the cell match. <laughs> he was talking about he thought Vince hated him because he uh because oh Jesus get out of here cat because he uh he he's like put him in a poop brown fucking suit. <laughs> <laughs> It's like I don't know what he was trying to do there. It's like I, he's like I just never thought he liked me. <laughs> Did he do the thing where he couldn't look at the camera? He said when you took a picture because the flash would fuck with him. Uh, uh no. Oh, I think I think the way they took like somebody else took the picture because he had like there on the stage they had a table and he was just sitting and he like would sign. And you'd sit next to him, and somebody else would like take your phone and take the picture, but they weren't like right up on you. So, uh, it was, dude, it was really cool. Like the things I've went there for, I think maybe one thing was like, eh, it wasn't what I expected it to be. Like I saw, you ever watch Curb Your Enthusiasm? Um, I've only seen like commercials for it. That's Larry David, the guy that invented Seinfeld. Yeah, and he's got like there's a character and there's black dude. Do you know who JB Smoove is? Yeah, he was um on the Jamie Foxx show back in the day. Oh yeah, he was. Uh well he was there and I was like, Man, I fucking love that guy. He's funny. And like we went to see a stand up and it was like it was like half funny. And I was like, uh eh. I don't know. He's just really funny on Kirby Enthusiasm. I was like, dude, I gotta see this guy. And I saw the you know, the first time I ever went there it was awesome. I saw the uh the guy that uh the guy that plays uh Ashy Larry on the Chappelle show. Oh, Donnell Rollins. <laughs> yeah, dude, that guy was fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, I love him. The only thing that pissed me off was like they had this guy that did like he would like he would like introduce the comics and he kept fucking looking at me talking about oh hey guys the police are here look at the police officer in the front row I'm like man what the fuck because I was because I was wearing a fucking button up shirt and my hair was combed oh my god that's funny so I was a police officer apparently <laughs> oh, so mad dude I was like fuck you <laughs> I would have been pissed. I would have said, "You're under arrest, that motherfucker." <laughs> nah, yeah, that, I think that was like. I mean, it wasn't bad, but it just—I don't know. It wasn't like that show wasn't as funny as I thought it was going to be. I think I was kind of disappointed, but every other time I went there, man, I had a great time. I love that place. Yeah, it was a cool setting. I liked how it was set up. Yeah, same, same. It's funny because I used to go, they used to have that one, the one over here in Tonawanda. I forgot the name of the fucking place now. It's been closed forever. Their shit was set up like fucking a buffet. They had like all these long ass tables in there. (laughs) It was weird. What was the one guy from 97 Rock who thought he was funny, but he wasn't funny? It was like Rob's Comedy Playhouse. Oh yeah, that guy's a fucking douche. That dude, what? Who fucking told him that he was funny? 
He's the least funniest individual I have ever fucking heard in my life. Um, well, Trump boomers all think he's funny, you know. I mean, I don't want to say Trump boomers, just that age group of people, <laughs> I think. Because, dude, I can't remember where I worked, but 97 Rock was always on in the morning, and I was like, these people are not fucking funny. Like, no. I guess maybe. I guess people that like classic rock think they're, they're fucking funny. Like people that grew up with that music, like none of those people are funny. Never thought any of those people were funny. And they did the same bits for like ever. You're right. And I love the music on 97 rock. The music I've always fucking loved, but yeah, just here, I'm shoot me. They act like, I don't know what the radio station, they act like fucking Pink Floyd, Ozzy Osbourne, and fucking Led Zeppelin have this, only have five songs in their fucking cattle. (laughs) (laughs) I like when they get to like their, when they do their like, like I like that guy that's on at night, dude. The dude with like the smoker's voice. I like that guy. I know what you're talking about. Uh, He, uh, they do like, different part like they'll play like they'll have like a metal like a metal show and they'll play like good shit or fucking uh shred and reagan talk about being from buffalo you motherfuckers aren't actually from buffalo clarence don't count <laughs> they live in like springville or something <laughs> yeah fuck you guys you guys are constantly talking about buffalo um you're not from here shut up i still like them they're not even they're not funny Fucking douchebags. I met them at fucking uh, Lancaster Speedway the one day, and they were complete douchebags. I looked at the dude, I was like, fuck you, you're a fucking douche. They were uh, they were cool. I met them once. They were cool when they used to do the cruise night at the, like, at the Summer Park Mall. Yep. I remember that. Like, they were cool. They, they, were, they were cool, but, like, I don't know. They didn't give off, like, that kind of douche vibe. Like, just real arrogant. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, yeah, Meta Meta. What was it? <laughs> I'm old as fuck, dude. I went to the second Edge Fest. Holy shit. Yeah, it was at Melody Fair. Yeah. You know what that is. Is that pre Hills? Uh, well, there's no Hills there. But, uh, Melody Fair. <sighs> it's where Walmart is now in NT. Yeah, but I mean, it was like one of those stores, though. No, it wasn't a store. It was a fucking concert place. It was called or something? I don't know what I'm thinking about. Melody Fair. Melody, it was just called Melody Fair. It was a a concert venue. It was in North Tonawanda, where they had that Walmart Walmart in North Tonawanda. All that land was a fucking, was, uh, they had a fucking venue built there. All right. But. They also had a ton of land around it, so they did Edgefest there once, and it was it was also it was just all outside because it was in the summer. Dude, it was like the first concert I ever went there, or second concert I ever went to in my life. Headlined by the Mighty Mighty Boston's. Holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> and the rest of the bands you never fucking heard of them. It was so funny. That is funny. Then, like, then, like, I think maybe either a year before or a year after, 
Sublime was there when nobody knew who the fuck they were. And it was funny because if you you could look up the footage on YouTube and you could see the traffic behind them on Erie Avenue. <laughs> That's funny. It's fucking crazy, dude. Crazy. Uh, that uh, Actually, Melody Fair was... I went there the first concert I ever went to. And here's old man me. The first concert I ever went to was Criss Cross and the Far Side. Wow. Criss and, and And the hype man was Ed Lover from Yo! MTV Raps. Wow. Yeah, dude. First concert, I was in fifth grade. Damn, that's a lineup. It was like 91, 92. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was big into the uh, kids my age with backwards pants, you know? That was a good that was a good year before I discovered actual hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I was what I got was like a real I was real young, so it was like I think the first thing I listened the first thing I ever really heard was was DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, which which I loved. And then it was all mainstream. It was like Hammer, Vanilla Ice, Criss Cross. I was into all that. And then like when I got by the in between fifth grade and middle school, uh I was watching your own TV raps and I uh, was introduced to a whole different, different kind of hip hop. <laughs> and by different I mean we'll just call it the Wu Tang clan. Because then it was over. Then it was over. <laughs> it was all uphill from there. Oh. I think out of all the mainstream the mainstream shit I listened to, I think I I stuck with House of Pain. <laughs> oh my god. House of Pain. Everybody was nuts about them when I was a kid. Hey man, they made three albums, okay? Really? Yeah, and I know the words to all of them. <laughs> They're good, dude. And then it was funny because what is uh, Everlast came out with that what it's like shit. And I remember seeing the video and being like, Everlast? Why is this dude ripping off the guy from House of Tain? <laughs> <laughs> and then I watched the video and I'm like, wait, that is the dude from House of Pain. Oh, that's funny. Oh, dude, I'll never forget that. Yeah, dude, that album's a banger, dude. Man, you are... He perfectly blended. He perfectly blended what he was doing with hip hop, dude. That, that first one is like a perfect blend. It's it's amazing. Still a good album. And then didn't him and Eminem have it out? And Eminem kind of buried him. Yeah, whatever. If I remember correctly, wasn't doing shit. Dude was I mean. Dude was on the same level at that time. I mean, yeah, Eminem buried him, but dude was selling millions like Eminem, too. Yeah. That what it's like shit, man. I still play that shit on the radio. Then all of a sudden, then he he was like, I don't know, doing his fucking country blues guitar, and then all of a sudden he's fucking in La Coca Nostra with Ill Bill. Oh, 
we go, dude, we go everywhere when we talk. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, this is a complete clusterfuck. <laughs> it's whatever. I, You know what I always like? I'm like, you know what? You know what I like about this podcast? We just get out and we start talking. Yeah, you're right. We cover what we cover and then we just yak. Yeah, like fucking two old ladies. <laughs> That's right. I really like oh, the Yankee better than I do at Walmart. I got a pail of <laughs> I like to get my dependent tops. <laughs> they got a they got a coupon. Two for three. <laughs> I uh ugh. I uh I friended your girlfriend today. I don't want you to get mad at me, alright? Alright, creeper. Uh, well I wasn't creeping. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to figure out how it happened. I'm, oh, it was in the people you may know. That's right. Dude, I get people you may know shit, and I'm like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> oh, exactly, dude. When I like, I'll I'll stop. Like, sometimes I'll I swipe down, and then it's like in between posts, and I'll see like it'll say people you may know, and then I'll be like, oh, that person. It'll be like the first person. So then I scroll through them, and like. All of them were people I didn't know, and then I scrolled past your girl, and then I scrolled back. I was like, "Oh, that's Matt's girlfriend." I was like, "All right, I'll friend her, or whatever." Like, but then the rest, the whole bunch, was people I had no idea who the fuck they were. Dude, I see people with like, they're like weird pictures, they're not of an actual human being, like people that I, I, I don't even have mutual friends with. Right. It doesn't make sense. There's. I don't know. That algorithm is weird. Now, like I've I've cut so many people off my Facebook that now my my people you may know are just I'm just like who are these people? Like, Nate, I don't even know these names. I know. And the weird thing is, like, when I made the new one, I'm like, okay, I'm only adding motherfuckers that I actually know that I'll actually have conversations with. And since I made it, I have gotten a constant flow of people that I either haven't talked to in years that I don't want to fucking talk to, or they might know of me, but don't know me well enough. Like every day I'm deleting like friend request after friend request after friend request after friend request. It's like, no, I don't want to fucking talk to you. I don't want to see you on here fucking complaining about stupid bullshit that I don't fucking care about and you're just gonna fucking annoy me the whole time. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I hear that too. You know what there's I mean? people I just know there's people I just know, like when I see the friend request, I'm like, nah, they're gonna fucking bother me, so I don't even do it. Right? It's like, no, I, I don't care that you didn't get your fucking correct change back at Delta Sonic earlier when you were fucking trying to buy shitty motor oil. I don't care. <laughs> Like this one, bro. This one dude, like, I went to school with him, and he friend requested me. I'm like, all right, whatever. I haven't talked to this dude in forever. Then he fucking, like, just messaging me nonstop, like, hey, man, you know where to get some weed at? What? I'm like, dude, I'll talk to you in like 15 years, man. Don't be asking me about that shit. Fucking, what are you, a cop? I just said, dude, I just, anybody asked me on the internet, I'm just like, no, nah, I don't know, man. I'm dry. Or I tell them, like, it's dry. I don't, I don't know. I haven't been able to get none in a while. 
It's so stupid. It is. Especially if I ain't talked to you for like 15 years, bro. Like, relax. Right? We don't know each other like that. Oh. I know, that's how I feel. It's like, dude, you knew me when I was fucking, you know, smacking someone's head into a fucking glass window. Like, no. Got nothing. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> oh. We just get hey, so next week are we just gonna talk about these matches? You wanna do something else too? We could do something else. What what are we on here for our uh our cycle? Because we'll we'll put that in the cycle then. That'll be the one of the parts of the four episodes we do a month. Uh, right, so we can do a top ten. All right. I'll come up I'll muster up something or unless you think of something right, top so 10. let's see. Let's see. The week the week before Thanksgiving, you wanna do uh do like top ten fucking dishes? Yeah. Yeah, that'll be fun, dude. Let's do top ten fucking dishes at Thanksgiving. All right then, so Shit, not top cool. ten side. Obviously, we're gonna have some turkey, so we gotta talk about the other shit. Yeah, I know turkey doesn't even count. <laughs> yeah, we're Stay talking about the sides. Yeah, right. do that then. I don't know. Uh, we'll cool. Next week, I'm trying to think. I don't know. Maybe we could try for a special guest. We'll see. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We haven't done that in a while. All right. I do have somebody that wants to be on, but I don't know either if we could get three on skype or you'd have to go with me to his house in person oh fuck that yeah. oh, i'm kidding <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding i mean i don't know whatever you want whatever you want to do i'll, I'll figure it out and i'll fucking let you know and explain more to you about actually you can you can do skype because i used to get I used to get Dan and uh, Mark on. We were. I'd call them both on Skype, and that's oh. how we do the wrestling podcast that we used to do. So I did not know that. There must be. I feel like there's a thing you can add people to the call. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That was just a fuck. I can't believe I didn't remember that. Yeah, I used to do that all the time. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know how that existed or if it existed on here or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, just explore. You'll find it. Yeah, we'll figure it out one way or another. I mean, in person is way more fun, but we'll see what we have to do with, you know, time, you know, constraints and what people are available for and shit of that nature. Absolutely. Let's get the fuck out of here. All right. Capcast, another fine episode. We're going to see you next week. Go to our instagram and fucking interact with us man we feel lonely yeah and our facebook too yeah we, we got one of those now i know we're Cap- moving up in the world capcast c-double-a-p like that double a but not really but with c <laughs> but with c <laughs> <laughs> all right y'all till next week Peace. Peace. Peace.